Welcome to The Hum Podcast, Highland University Ministries online space. We seek to be a voice that walks with you through scripture and helps guide you to pray out of scripture. Right now, we are studying through the book of Ephesians together. In this episode, we'll be unpacking Ephesians 3, 14 and 21, as we discover the need for an expanding imagination. So grab your Bibles and let's get started. Boring and Audrey Linder have never existed together in the same sense. Not now, not ever, and especially not in the present. If you've known our group for any amount of time, you can almost always bank on Audrey's imagination coming out of somewhere, someplace at some time. And while we were in shelter in place, I think she took it to the next level. Many seniors felt stuck. But Audrey took the word stuck and made it synonymous with streaking. That's right. How did she imagine ending her senior year with the bang? By running from the Bible building parking lot all the way to the library parking lot in nothing but pantyhose over her head to conceal her identity. I'd ask you if you could imagine doing something like this, but naturally that would get awkward, so I'm not going to actually ask you that. But here's what Audrey has established in her legacy through the last couple of years leading up to senior year. She will always have the title in our group of being the person who you could never imagine what she would say or do anytime we were together. And imagination, imagination maybe like that, is the key to Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Faith isn't a fairy tale of the imagination. It's actually a necessity, and in this prayer and doxology, you will find out what we mean by the need for an imagination as crazy as Audrey Lenders. So take a moment to pause this podcast, listen to Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and then press play for us to nerd out over this passage of Scripture together. All right, let's talk about what we're nerding out about. Chapter 3 ends with an intercessory prayer and a doxology. 14 through 19 are words that Paul prays on behalf of those in Ephesus. The last two verses, 21 and 20, are poetic words offered on behalf of God's glory. So one of the aims of this portion of writing is to get the believers in Ephesus to widen their imagination. First, in verse 14, Paul wants them to expand their vision of God's diversity. The Greek word that Paul actually grabs for family in that verse derives from the earlier use of the word father that said before that. In between the lines, Paul is saying something about every family, every race, every nationality, and every people group you can imagine is that it all originates from the diversity of God. We have more in common than we do in difference, but the difference is important. Comprehending the breadth, length, height, depth of the love of Christ is also another way of expanding the imagination language for the glory and awe of God. Now, think about contextually for a minute to who this is written to. These are all small house churches that have never caught a glimpse of Bethel worship who have never seen the view on the top of Wilderness Trek, or have attended a passion conference. The greatest example of magnitude and overwhelming awe were from temples or coliseums of Rome. 
And Paul wants them to grasp that whatever amazing structure they've seen around them, that's just a snippet of God's love and glory and how big it is. And the best news is the grandiose glory isn't just in a place, but it is placed in them. Textually, people have called this passage an expansive intercessory prayer, which will wear out your tongue to try and say it multiple times, because Paul at his core is trying to get them to expand their imagination in one of the best ways to catch God's imagination for your life. In other words, everyone's imagination matters because it helps us think bigger. All right, called out. We tend to think someone who knows God really well is someone who can feel Jesus closely. Although we warn all the time about mountaintop experiences all the time, they aren't bad to have in and of themselves. We don't want to become dependent on them, but they do help us capture the awe of God. It's how the transcendent becomes apparent to us. They're sometimes our best language to sense what we state when we say that God is with us. So here's the rub with Ephesians. Take your closest feeling, or as a matter of fact, take anyone's closest feeling that you've ever heard or experienced when it comes to God, and know that that is just a scratch of the surface of coming to know God. We can, as Paul would say, know God abundantly further than we can ask or imagine. How? Because the Holy Spirit can empower you internally to experience externally new depths of God in your life. The twist comes at the end, though, because Paul mentions that the glory of the church in verse 21 is involved in this. To find God means you have to look further than yourself. You have to find God and God's people as well. And the presence of others helps our imagination come to life in ways that we can't just do it on our own. Starting with yourself isn't a bad way to start learning about God, but at some point our vision must expand. We tend to think Christianity is all about Jesus coming into our heart, and he may touch our hearts, but our imagination needs to go further than that as we mature. Ephesians states it's not just about Christ and you, but you in Christ. You going outside of yourself to find someone greater, to go to him to find a bigger imagination of what he wants to do with you, not just what you want him to do for you. Prayer and posture go hand in hand together. This is why Paul starts by saying, I bow my knee before God as I pray for you. Posture communicates when we can't even imagine the words to say before God. So today, your way to pray out of this passage is all about posture. So here's what we recommend you do. First, set a timer for three minutes. And in that three minutes, pray in a physical posture that matches your current inner state. This could be you could curl up into a ball on your bed and pray. It could be uh, you could close your fist as you pray. It could be you on your knees representing a posture of desperation. Whatever you find yourself in, pray in that posture for those three minutes. Then once those three minutes are up, set a timer again for another three minutes and pray in a posture that desires greater imagination and filling of God in your life. Pray raising your hands to the ceiling or laying on the ground prostrate 
like you're making snow angels, whatever it is, choose a posture that communicates how you want to know God in an expansive way that you can't even imagine right now. It may feel at first strange, but isn't that what all forms of imagination first feel like? We pray that you get a sense, an expansive view of who God is.